Uh, hi, everybody, and welcome to UniTunes, the podcast where Archie and I will be interviewing and chatting to Sydney's freshest musical talent. I'm Finn. And I'm Archie. Before we begin, we acknowledge and pay respects to the traditional custodians of the land on which we broadcast, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and we pay our respects to the knowledge embedded forever within the Aboriginal custodianship of country. Sovereignty was never ceded. Australia always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Uh, today on the show, we are lucky to be joined by Luke Bonning, also known by his current alias, Benji Brakes, who is a multi-genre DJ and producer from Sydney. Could you tell us a bit about yourself, Luke? Yo, yo. Well, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, my name's Luke. Um, I run the University of Sydney DJ Society. Um, I'm a music producer. I'm a pianist, composer, so I do a little bit of everything. Um, yeah, I've been making music for best part of nine, eight or nine years now. Been DJing for about seven. Um, and yeah, everything all sort of goes very hand in hand with what I do at the moment. So yeah. That's a heap of experience under your belt. <laughs> so it's a privilege to get to talk to you today and kind of learn a little bit about, I'm sure, the many things you know. At the beginning of every episode, we start with some cheeky rapid fire questions. Um, you can elaborate if you want. Okay. <laughs> There's no time limit. But um, Archie, do you want to take us away? Sure thing. Here we go. So, question one, how long have you been making music for? Oh, well, yeah, nine yeah, years. <laughs> Here we go. Favourite artist right now? Ooh. I probably couldn't say just one. I have, like, because I, I'm, you know, so into different genres, like, you know, it would span a lot of different, um, yeah, a lot of different genres. So, if I'd say one, probably Culture Shock. He's a drum and bass artist, um, but there are plenty others as well. Cool. Favourite album right now? Oh. Mm, Le Piano by Donny Benet. It's not an album, actually. It's an EP, but it slaps. It works. <laughs> Music, guilty pleasure. Oh, next question. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Music, unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. Um, yeah. Interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, go for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> This is so rapid fire, we're not even answering them. Uh, newest music discovery? Oh, in terms of production, um, I recently discovered a new reverb the other day, which was very, very exciting. And yeah, I'm not going to go too into detail with it, but yeah, it did, did definitely switch things up a bit for me. We'll be hearing it soon. Yeah, hopefully. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, favorite TV show right now? I don't watch TV, to be honest. Yeah. Probably just the news. How exciting. <laughs> no. Thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> Last played track on Spotify or Apple Music, whatever streaming service you use. Ooh. Yeah, it might have actually been one of my tunes, just to make sure, like, because of today. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure everything sounded okay. So, yeah, <laughs> probably one of mine. It might have been Hold On. Same. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. There you go. There you go. Favorite experience as a musician so far? Mm. Oh, playing at Manning Bar the other week was really good fun. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's how we can elaborate a bit on that. Yeah, yeah we a can. bit later. Yeah. Uh, explain your sound in three words. Oh, okay. Um, I'd say a little bit experimental, ambient, and somewhat heavy hitting. Sorry, that was more than three words. That's all there right. you go. <laughs> <I> forgive you. <laughs> three phrases works. Three phrases, yeah. yeah. 
So um, after making music for nine years, yeah. it was, sorry, this isn't rapid fire anymore. So That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Slap. I did struggle. It's <laughs> <laughs> all good. You got like what? Six out of 10 is all good. Um, after making music for nine years, it was only July last year when you decided to release your music to the world. Yeah. Um, of your four track dance EP initiate. So what inspired you to finally drop? That is a very good question. And I'd been sat on that EP for probably two, two years before I even wow. released it. I just, I've always been someone that's, you know, I, I've always like just made music just for the sake of making music. I never really cared so much yeah. about other people hearing it, but now I'm sort of like, okay, I really enjoy doing this. I want to take it a bit more seriously. So then, you know, I released it and um, yeah, I just thought it was time. So I, I created the little album, sorry, EP cover art and yeah, got everything sorted uploaded it to like the distributor and um, within two weeks it was out into the world. So yeah, no, nah, as I said, I thought it was probably time that I just get stuff stuff out there. Yeah, it's a great EP. So, um, Thank you. But it's not under your name, which is Luke Bonning. Nah, it's, it's under, under Benji Brains. Yeah, yeah. Can you explain so that So it's a, a little alias. So I've always sucked with aliases. I'm, I'm constantly changed, chop it and change <laughs> them. So my first one was Artisan. But um, when I looked on Spotify, um, there were a heap of other artisans. So I was just like, oh my gosh, how's anybody going to find me? There's going to be so other, uh, you know, so many other ones. And how do I like copyright this? <laughs> so or trademark, yeah, whatever. Um, so I, I thought it would be a bit of a challenge. So I, I changed it to Benji Break. So Benjamin is my second name. Oh, and sweet. I was quite enjoying Breakbeat at the same time. But yeah, so that, that's where it came from. Nice. It's a good name. Good Thank alias. You, you know, you got the alliteration, <laughs> got the Z. Yeah. Mm. That's a cool little touch. Yeah. <laughs> How did you, um, like what, why Benji Breaks, like specifically? Well, yeah, literally my second name and yeah. Breakbeat. So I think I, I just, put the I think two, I just zoned I out just for a second. I just put the two together and I was like, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah. That, that, that could work actually. Yeah, okay. So yeah. Yeah, brilliant. So um, with your, you know, your EP and your new single as well, um, it's um that's like you know very solid but then on your um soundcloud there's a bunch of other mixes yeah and i was just wondering um is soundcloud a good um kind of platform to experiment with the music you want to kind of put out there but not you know the formal release yeah no i think it is i think it is it's it's in a way it's kind of less formal um you can just upload stuff straight to soundcloud and within like 15 you know 10 10 minutes it'll be it'll be up there um, whereas with Spotify, you've got to go through the whole, mm. you know, process of putting your music through a distributor. And then, yeah, if you want to take something off SoundCloud, you know, you can do it right there and then. Um, but in terms of like, yeah, no, I, I think I think it is a good platform just to, you know, shove something up and see if it works. Um, you can put mixes up, which you, I believe you can't do on Spotify at the moment. Maybe right. you can. Um, but yeah, if I was ever to do like a mashup or a mix, SoundCloud's easy, easy yeah. as. And if I just wanted to do like a little edit or something, which I might not get away with on Spotify because of copyright, for mm. instance, um, it could probably go up on, on SoundCloud. So yeah, it, it's, it's a different different platform and it's, it's better for, for different set you know for certain things yeah right. fantastic with your ep yeah did you have a lot of songs that like didn't like you had on your like list before and you're like oh like should i put this one on like did you have a lot of songs that didn't make it to the first ep oh no i i, I had those four like I, I just started working on them a few years ago and i was like okay these four i like them i want these <laughs> ones to go in all the rest didn't quite you know didn't quite make it because occasionally you know you'll you, you'll make music and you'll have some bad ideas. You're, maybe you'll like them to begin with. And then after you listen back to them, you're like, okay, now nah, this doesn't, this doesn't cut it. So, yeah. Yeah. 
I feel like that's probably the case with every art form, you know, mm. create and then yeah, you true. hate it. And it's true. just a cycle of quickly getting it out before you have the chance to hate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're um, talking about your new single, Aura. Yeah. Very solid vibe. Very Thank cool. you. You like the drum and bass, liquid drum and bass vibes. It's lovely. <laughs> it's absolutely lovely. It came out in a post-lockdown context yeah. as um, contrast to your EP. Mm -hmm. So did the, you know, the reopening of clubs inspire you when you were, you know, releasing? Well, that is a very good question. I actually um, made that during lockdown. Oh, wonderful. Um, so that was back in 2020. I'd worked on it and I, you know, music was a great sort of escape from the lockdown shenanigans, I suppose. So I, I worked on it and I got it to a, you know, stage where I was, I was pretty happy with it. But then like with my EP, I sat on it for ages. Yeah. And then, you know, I waited for the right time and I, yeah, and then I just released it. But uh, yeah, that was sort of the, the story behind that one. Yeah, cool. Speaking of stories, this yeah. is a top tier segue. Okay. When you're <laughs> releasing music without lyrics, it's dance music, you know, it's not uncommon. Mm -hmm. um, are you still hoping to tell a story or is it more kind of like a vibe you're trying to convey? Yeah, it's another good question. Um, I I would love to work with more vocalists. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think there's it's a different type of storytelling though. I mean, I usually, yeah, I usually have like a sort of vibe that I'm going for, whether or not it necessarily tells a, a story, I don't know. It's it's all very like personal, isn't it? And yeah. very subjective. It can mean, you know, something to somebody and it you know, something different to somebody else. So yeah. I'd say I'd say at the moment it's more like a vibe because mm. I, I feel like with lyrics it does help with storytelling a bit more. But it also depends on like the I suppose the lyrics themselves as well. So so being born in Australia but raised in UK, yeah. you've played DJ sets at clubs and bars on both sides of the world. Yeah. Are gigs in the UK different to ones here? Do you prefer one? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, how do I answer that? Gosh. Um, I first started DJing, yeah, back in, back in 2015 or so. And I got um, my first few gigs were actually during college when I was in the UK. And so the, um, I suppose the crowd was very, very different over there. Um, they like a lot of drum and bass. And back, you know, at that time, Jump Up was very popular, which is a sort mm. of, you know, subgenre of, of drum and bass. And, um, yeah, a lot of the, the dance culture is really, really strong over in the UK. Interesting. Really, really strong. So, like, they'll want to hear you know, house music, UK garage, yeah. um, drum and bass, those sorts of genres. Whereas over here, um, do you know what? Yeah, you'd probably want to play still a lot of house, but I feel like tech house is possibly a bit bigger over here when you've got names like Fisher and, and Don Dollar who are, yeah. who are Aussie. Um, drum and bass is certainly getting a bit bigger over here, but definitely not nowhere near as much as, as in the UK, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Hopefully it'll, it'll, you know, keep rising in popularity. In your music, uh, do you feel like one kind of, you know, preference kind of dominates or do you think like your music's more of a convergence of that kind of? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. Australian that's a good taste. question. Um, so I, a lot of my influence comes from the UK. Right. So like, especially with, with the drum and bass, liquid drum and bass stuff. I'm working on a few drum and bass tracks as well. So, yeah, I'm always listening to the stuff that's coming out of the UK and, and seeing if I can, you know, work with any of that sort of sort of sound. Um, yeah, and in terms of, like, house, I, I really like artists like Dusky and you probably would have heard of Bicep as well. Um, 
and I just love I just love the the sort of atmosphere of in, in their tunes. They've just yeah, I think that's wicked. So I definitely like to try and you know maybe not imitate, but I suppose you know have a go with that sort of yeah. sort of style of you know more ambient house electro techno whatever you want to call it because genres are so like fluid now you know and you, yeah yeah so there you go was it difficult to have that change like when you came to start djing in australia mm. was it difficult to even like get on a stage um yeah actually it did take me a little while to start to start getting getting into things um i would say when i first moved over actually i started working for a, for a mobile djing company and um that helped me, you know, at least at least get playing. But it was a lot of house parties, right? And I did a few corporate events. I did a few like engagement parties. Um, but yeah, just just but that that got me up to speed quite quickly because I sort of worked out, you know, what people actually want to hear. Because mm. if you're playing a, you know, a, a pretty rubbish set, then you know you'll <laughs> you'll find out about it quite quickly because nobody will be on the yeah. dance floor. And yeah, did did learn that. Maybe, yeah, the hard way. <laughs> once. Um, but yeah, no, as I said, like I got up to speed quite quickly and I'd say for like just your general sort of house party vibes, you know, classics, maybe a little bit of house, disco and yeah. Oh, Manning, brilliant. Your set was great. Oh, thank you. Your um, energy was, just, was electrifying. And what I found interesting, I mean, I, um, I had uni um, class, so I came in like pretty early. Yeah. And when I walked in, you were like just going at it, like you know, oh, so much energy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I'm just wondering, you know, at this at the beginning of a set, when people are arriving, the mm. dance floor is a bit uh, empty. Is it more difficult to kind of put in all your energy when you don't really have anything to feed off? Okay. Um, so when I found out that I was going to be doing the the first hour slot, I sort of had it in my mind that I wanted to do like a more sort of warm up right. set. And there's the sort of like, you know, warm-up sets usually, I guess, it sets the scene for the rest of the night, but sets the vibe, I guess. But um, you, you, you don't want it to be absolutely heavy hitting. Yeah. Because especially as, you know, Riton, Mashton Kutcher and Kinder were, were on afterwards, like didn't want everybody to be going absolutely nuts mm. as soon as they walked in because then they'd probably have no energy for the, for the headliners. So my sort of idea was just you know to play some you know fun upbeat tunes but nothing too like in your in your face yeah. so i wanted to make sure like i had that sort of vibe covered for the first hour and then carly who took over after me she went you know pretty pretty heavy then so yeah no, i thought it worked quite well um but yeah definitely the first hour um usually the warm-up sets quite mm. quite sort of relaxed ish not too not too full-on what what I like kind of perceived was like, you still really had like that kind of physical vibe yeah, going on. Yeah. So it, you know, even though it was the beginning, like it very much set the scene for like, Good. A, like get into it. Like. I'm glad, I'm glad you thought so. I think it's time for the game. Ooh, oh, we've You're got ready. a game. We've okay. got a game, game about halfway through each show episode. Yeah. Um, today's game is you're going to put the artist to the lyric. Okay. All right. So let's see how we go. Um, you have four artists to choose from. Okay. Um, they are Lord, Nicki Minaj, Adele, and Justin Bieber. Oh gosh. I don't what even know selection. these. I don't even know these uh, lyrics. Yeah, I didn't write the the, the um, game down on the sheet so that Finn doesn't know either. Okay. <laughs> when I looked at the like the question the lyrics before, I was like, what? So good luck. I have no clue. <laughs> Blimey. Okay. Um, all right. So the first lyric. So I'll give you the lyric and then you'll see if you can guess. Then we'll go artist. move on to the next art, yeah. uh, lyric. So 
the first lyric is, we were born and raised in a summer haze, bound by the surprise of our glory days. It's not Justin Bieber. <laughs> Let's go with Adele. Correct. Yes. Nice. Next one. Uh, they're going to watch me disappear into the sun. You're all going to watch me disappear into the sun. Mm. That's too edgy to be Nicki Minaj or Justin Bieber. So, What's the other one? Started with L. Lord. Lord. Let's go with him. <laughs> you don't know Lord. <laughs> um, sure, it's Lord, yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't heard of him. She, I believe it's her. She's a pretty like big her. artist. She did, oh, um, really? I can't even remember the names of her songs right now. No, I'm, 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 not, I'm not a big Lord fan either. Yeah. That's oh, my, my girlfriend's going to kill Lord. me. Uh, <laughs> God damn, a Lord song. Uh, they're going to cancel our show. <laughs> All right. Um, this one is, you say that I won't lose you, but you can't predict the future. Mm. Should we go with Justin Bieber? Yeah, it's Justin Bieber. Yes. Nice. On fire. S spot Damn. on. Every time. <laughs> right, this kind of ruins the last totally, one. Still. Totally not guessing. I probably should have given like five artists so that they're like it was the last question's harder. But right. Well, oh. yeah. uh, <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to guess. Okay. I'm going to say that it's Nicki Minaj. Yeah, it's Nicki Minaj. No way. <laughs> All right. What, what were those bad. lyrics? Uh, how do I go from bars on the screen door to the TV screen? Right. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I, I feel like I, I could have made the, 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 the <laughs> game a little bit harder. Than right. I mean, one of the artists wasn't even known. So that's true. Yeah. So Sorry. I guess not it. Maybe Sorry. it was hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. It's still a bit of a work in progress. The game's part. But oh, well. I mean, what is a talk show without a good cheeky game? Oh yeah. Yeah. Or a half good cheeky game. A, d a decent, you know, <laughs> kind of solid cheeky game. Before the game, we're having a chat about the Manning gig. Yeah, everyone. It was wicked. Yeah. Like that was such a, that was such a good gig. And like for for us, like as DJ Sock, to see that, um, you know, Manning Bar just totally sold out. Mm. It was just unreal, especially after two years of of no student parties. Yeah, um, it was a big so return. Was so encouraging. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so encouraging to see, and like, you know, we're hoping to do some more as well like they, they need it they need it because there's just been not not enough happening yeah um so yeah as i said really really good to see the funny thing was i think like the first week back i saw in honey um like an article like oh manning's dead and yep. then right after that it was like <laughs> manning's back yep yeah i didn't actually read that on the article but you know there you go they were wrong <laughs> you proved them wrong yeah i saw on your instagram that you met Right on. I think yeah. it's how it's pronounced. And Mashed and Culture. The guys, um, Adam and Matt. How, yeah. how are they? Yeah. Right on was pretty awesome. I don't know. I called it British on, but there you go. <laughs> I, I've got no I'm, clue. Maybe I'm wrong. I looked it up so and I couldn't go. find anything. But okay. his Instagram like handle is right on time. Right on. Well, there you go. It must be yeah. right on. So I was wrong. Okay. In that case. No, he was a solid dude. Nice. Like it was quite funny. Like he was chugging a, a bottle of wine. <laughs> Like mid set, <laughs> yes. I say mid set. Like yeah, he was just Full every every few minutes having a solid solid swig, and uh, no, he had a lot of lot of energy. His set was very very yeah. much hype, but so was, so was Mastin Kutcher's yeah. as well. Um, yeah, no, he seemed like a like a pretty pretty fun guy um, from Newcastle, UK. Yeah. So yeah, was it daunting to go on before such big names? I didn't really think of it. I yeah. just I just did it. I was like, oh, this is wicked. I'm head sorry, not headlining. Definitely not headlining. I'm warming up for, you know, these these huge names. And um, yeah, you know, obviously I got some big shoes to shoes to fill. Was so, that yeah. DJ Sock that got them in? Yeah. 
Right. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. no. So DJ Sock, obviously I run DJ Sock with, um, so the USU contacted DJ Sock for, for the first two DJs and then the USU organized the, the headliners. So oh, right. Kinder, Right on and Mashton. They're pretty good with their connections. Ocean they Alley, are. far out. I know. I couldn't believe the the work and week lineup that was just stacked. Yeah. Um. Most importantly, before I finally stop um talking about um Anning. Yeah. Um. Most importantly, did you get on the beers? Did I get on the beers? I didn't because I was driving, <sighs> and the reason I was driving was because actually. I had to do my DJ training class. So as part of the DJ DJ Society, we run a DJ training course for students that are interested in DJing and haven't necessarily had any experience before. So we provide all the equipment. We have a four-week course. And um, it just so happened that my class was <laughs> after that set. So the reason I was driving is because I had all the equipment in my car and obviously I couldn't you know, yeah. get, it, get it to uni any other way. So, uh, no, I wasn't. Next one, I'm very much hoping that I will be. So, there you go. But, yeah, if you're interested in DJ training, then hit up the DJ Society. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. First. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just said folk first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen to the DJ Society. Join it and yeah. learn how to DJ. And also, drive responsibly. Mm. Do that too. That was, a, that was a good public service announcement. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how much has DJ Sock like helped you? Have you like moved up the ranks in DJ Sock, or did you start DJ Sock? Well, have I moved up the ranks? I suppose I sort of t- started from the top, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, no, that is a lie. When I first joined university, um, the society was running, um, and there were a different group of executives, um, but they all graduated pretty much at the same sort of time. Um, so then the society just sort of ceased to exist and so we had a good year where there was nothing happening because they'd all graduated and then i just got a few friends together and i said hey look you know this was a really cool thing we should restart it so i was you know we did our annual general meeting and i was elected in as the president and then you know had vice president secretary treasurer and then you know we just sort of took it took it from the not from the ground up but you know we took it up again and um Yeah, so that that's sort of how it how it happened. I've been doing it for the last three years. Obviously, two years during um, the pandemic were a bit of a challenge, so we sort of had to move to a more online format. Um, so a few Zoom Zoom meetings and like you know we called them online beat retreats where we <laughs> would play um, music through you know this this website and then we just do like a little jukebox sort of session and i also ran some music production classes as well for free so yeah we did get a few things done during the lockdown what would you say is your greatest achievement as the leader of dj sock okay there are probably a number of things like i feel like the whole dj training has been a real you know that's definitely something that i've really (laughs) really something that i um that I've enjoyed and it is a really rewarding experience, you know, seeing all these students take up a, you know, new hobby, I guess. I mean, some find that it's not necessarily for them. Like it is an introductory course, but um, we have had a few that are interested in buying their own DJ equipment now after completing oh, wow. the course. So that, that, you know, just that tells you basically that they're interested and want to keep it going. Um, what else? Doing the events, just getting people together, um and i suppose yeah being able to provide other 
students, student DJs with opportunities is, is, you know, I feel like that's quite a, a reasonable achievement. I think this whole show is just an ad for yeah. like most of the time. It's just an ad. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, so that was sort of my intention, but that's <laughs> <laughs> I think, did you tell us to put these DJ sock questions in? (laughs) (laughs) So do you think it's worthwhile for a new DJ to sort of buy all of the gear? Not buy all of the gear, but (laughs) buy some gear. I mean, yeah. it depends what you mean by all of the gear. If that oh. means like a set of... Some What's set a of starter pack? Where, okay. Where's start your starter start pack? All right. So if you're interested, get yourself a pair of headphones. Get yourself a, you know, a very entry-level DJ controller, like a DDJ 200 or a DDJ 400. Link we bio. use the DDJ 400s. <laughs> I've got like seven of them in my car. Um, and yeah, so the reason we chose those ones because they're very intuitive, you know, they're very easy to learn and that will literally give you a very solid understanding of, of how DJing actually works. Um, what else? Maybe a pair of speakers or like a, a Bluetooth yeah. speaker or something. Something that you can plug an aux into so you can just hear the music that you're actually playing instead of just on the headphones. So what is next for Luke Bodding or Benji Breaks? Well, I am sat on about six or seven different tracks at the moment. Um, as I said to you earlier, like the music that you've heard today, um, that's all stuff that I worked on quite a long time ago. And so like, because I've been working on all this new stuff, essentially my plan was to have like a real backlog of music. So if I ever like had a sort of dry spell, like didn't have any inspiration, I'd at least have stuff ready to go um but my plan hasn't really worked because uni takes up a lot of my life and i don't have the time to like make cover art for i mean that's literally what i've got to do i've got to make like seven or eight cover arts so i have i've got i've got a lot of tunes that i need to get out and i'm pretty happy with with these ones nice that's so exciting i feel like the the production quality is getting better and better i mean all right all right last question yeah that was a good second last question. It was long. Okay. I loved it. <laughs> All right. Second last, uh, no, proper last question. Okay. So at the end of every show, we're asking, uh, we're compiling a playlist for all the favorite songs mm-hmm. of our artists that are on the show. So what's your favorite song that you want to put on our playlist? Ooh. Can it be any genre? Yeah. Anything at all. Any genre. And then is there also a second playlist with yes. your favorite song from like your, your own music? Yeah. Okay, what's something I'm really liking at the moment? Culture Shock Reconstruct is a bit of a banger. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but it, it'll probably be so different to everything that you've got on there. So. That's, 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 so, that's great. That's what yeah. we want. Okay, different. good, good. As I said, I, I was into a bit of Culture Shock recently. Yeah. I say recently, yeah. I'm always in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> recently so for the past go. several years. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then in terms of, um, so I can pick any of my tracks. Yes. Okay. Which which ones do you guys like? I actually enjoyed the funk when we were playing it. That was that cool. Was, you enjoy that it? is a, that's a tune. It's funny because the funk was the one I was the least like. You know, I just interesting to get this oh, done. Yeah. And so many people have commented like, "I really like the funk." I think that I'm happened last thinking, episode what? too. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we chose like the unpop. We always choose the unpopular ones with the like the ones oh. that are like, "Oh no, that's not my yeah. favorite." Yeah, it's funny how that works. I don't know why, but um. Clearly, it was the one that... Maybe it's like the least you indulge yourself, the more... I don't know. Yeah, no, possibly. Possibly. Um, but I was just like, you know, I want to get this one done. I'm sort of fed up with listening to it now. And um, <laughs> it seems... Yeah, it was the most popular on the Spotify analytics or whatever. So f- feel free to put on the funk. 
All right, we'll put that on. You know yeah. what? We'll even play it at the end of the broadcast. Oh, wonderful. The podcast Thank listeners you. won't hear that. Ah, oh. well, they could if you edit it in. Uh, okay, I'll, I guess I'll just have to. Go know. on, do it. I think we'll end the show there. Thank so. you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. That was lots of fun. It was a blast. I sucked at the beginning. Find me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. We, um, oh, my God. I think we asked you the same question a couple of times, so it's all yeah. good. It's all good. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. All right. So if we're going to end there, I'll say th- that's all, folks. <laughs>